Thank you for joining us with these podcasts. They are designed to challenge us in the Christian faith. We hope that they do that for you. And we also hope that sometime you will join us at First Christian Church in Malvern. May God bless you. Welcome. This, this is the last uh, lesson that we will take in the uh, series of Prophecy and Prophets. Uh, there, there is a review in the back, and, and you can do that. But this one is Lesson 25, Prophecy in the New Testament. And I have to tell you that, that up front, <clears throat> I've been a little disappointed in their, uh, this particular chapter because the whole book of Revelation is totally ignored. Uh, Revelation is a prophecy that uh, is in the New Testament. And uh, the author has completely ignored it in this series I'm going to take a look uh, at teaching this particular topic starting uh, July the 12th when I start my Sunday school class so you may want to hang in there and uh, listen to the the podcast that will come uh, after July the um, tw- uh, 12th We are trying to start up our Sunday school classes on July the 5th, and uh, we realize it's going to be limited, but we hope to be able to, uh, uh, to get things going again. So let's have a word of prayer together and ask God's blessings on this lesson called Prophecy in the New Testament. Father God, we thank you for this time. I thank you for... Uh, Lord your word and I thank you for how your word speaks to our heart we know that your word gives us strength your word encourages us your word corrects us your your word tells us what is right and wrong in life and and I pray that that father we we may obey your word and look at uh uh, your word as, as truly being so unique. Your word is not a book. It is living and it is breathing. And we are thankful for the word that became flesh, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, the, uh, we've, we've covered the Old Testament prophets We've looked at uh, their lives and their works. And uh, all of the Old Testament prophets were pointing to Jesus Christ. But there was a great prophet of the church, which is Jesus. And there was someone who was to come before him. And his name was John the Baptist. That's right. And next to all those persons who, were, who had all kinds of, of gifts and everything, uh, miracle workers and all of that, John the Baptist is told to be a very powerful prophet. His coming 
was predicted in the Old Testament. He was called as one crying in the wilderness. You may remember Isaiah 40, verse 3. Um, and all the gospel writers apply that Isaiah prophecy to John the Baptist. In Malachi 3, 1, he was called the messenger. And Jesus applied that Malachi 3, uh, 1 to John the Baptist. He did so in Matthew 11, 9 and 10. So he was also uh, called Elijah the prophet who would come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Jesus once again, that's from Malachi 4, 5. He applies that to John the Baptist. So he all pointed to John the Baptist. The Bible says that uh, in Luke 7, 28, in Luke 7, 28, for I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And you may want to ask, well, why does it say that? Um, you stop and think about the life of John the Baptist. Uh, what miracles did he do? Well, none that we know of. And yet, he's called, there's none greater than him. And that's because John the Baptist pointed to Jesus as the Messiah. Of all the prophets there, there have been in history, John the Baptist is saying he's here right now. And yet, he is called the least in the kingdom of God. And that they're greater than, than he is. Now, he could directly point to Jesus who, who fulfilled the old covenant. Fulfilled the promises in the Old Testament. What a great prophet John the Baptist was. And his role was to prepare the way of the Lord. I mean, we find that in Malachi, but we find it in the Gospels. Malachi 4, 6 said, He would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. So what did this great prophet preach? What, what was his message? Well, we know from Matthew 3, 2, he kept saying, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now what he's saying is this. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is about to usher in the kingdom of heaven. He was pointing to Jesus. And he was telling a nation that they needed to get ready for Jesus. And so he had a baptism of repentance. That is, you know, for the washing away of your sins. 
And so he had this baptism of repentance so that the people would be ready for Jesus. I mean, it was John the Baptist who said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was only trying to get a nation to repent so that they would see Jesus and Jesus would save them. So, John the Baptist, a great, great prophet. And did you know that, that Jesus was called a prophet, a priest, and a king? That he was a prophet? He had the prophetic office. Now, there's another reason why Jesus is a prophet. If you turn to Deuteronomy, and let's, let's turn there in the Old Testament. Let's go to Deuteronomy a minute. And you turn to uh, chapter 18 in Deuteronomy. In chapter 18. Moses talks about this very, very special prophet. And in, in 18... Verse 15, he says this, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. From your country men, I'm sorry, from your countrymen, you shall listen to him. Now, that's interesting you say well who is that well when we read on verse 18 uh, the fact 17 tells that that Moses that the Lord said to Moses uh, they have spoken well I will raise up a prophet from among your countrymen like you and I will put my words in his mouth and he will speak to them all that I command him and it shall come to a pass or it shall come about that whoever does not listen to my words which he shall speak in my name I myself will require it of him. There's, there's kind, of, kind of an interesting thing. Listen to this prophet. He's going to speak on my behalf. Now, when the apostle Peter comes on the scene in, in the book of Acts, in, in chapter 3, it's kind of interesting. Acts 3, and look at uh, verse uh, 22. Acts 3, verse 22. Listen to how Peter applies that passage of Scripture. Moses said, The Lord God shall raise up uh, for you a prophet like me from your brethren, to whom you shall give heed in everything he says to you. Now, he's, he's paraphrasing that part that I just read. And it shall be that every soul that does not heed the prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And likewise, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announce these days. It is you 
who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So you first, God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. He is preaching about the Christ, Jesus. So he is telling them to turn and accept Jesus. And he's arrested in the next chapter because of that. Yeah, P, uh, Jesus was, Peter was pointing to that Jesus was the fulfillment of that verse of scripture in Deuteronomy. Wow. Christ has come. And he has a more uh, a glorious deliverance than, than what happened in Egypt. He's giving new laws and governments for men. It's, it's the law of Christ. And that he is the prophet that's spoken of by Moses. Now, Moses was a lawgiver, right? He was a ruler, a deliverer, as well as a prophet. And the children of Israel were to obey Moses, uh, their deliverer, their lawgiver, their ruler, their leader. So now, people are to obey Christ as he is our deliverer from sin. Our lawgiver, our, our leader, our king, our, and our prophet. So, he is that prophet. You know, during the time of Jesus, there were a lot of people that just viewed Jesus as only a prophet. Now, we know he's the son of God, the son of God, not a son of God, but the son of God. Matthew 21, 11, the multitude says, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Now, you have to remember, people, that for 400 years, from Malachi to the New Testament, all of a sudden there's this silence, and John the Baptist comes on the scene. Boom, here I am. It's like the teacher getting real quiet before he's about to lower the boom. So when you look at Luke 7, 16, it says, then fear came upon all. They glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. We're talking about Jesus here. He was regarded as the great prophet. Luke 24, 19. And he says to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And the woman that was at the well, she even said, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. And then uh, when she gives her testimony and everything, uh, crowds come. And even other people, other crowds came. And when they heard this saying, uh, they said, Truly, this is a prophet. In John 9, uh, 9 17, they said to the blind man, what do you say about him because he opened your eyes? Remember, 
they were going to uh, excommunicate him because he was talking about Jesus. And he said, he is a prophet. Well, we know that his relationship to his heavenly father was, was one of a son and a father. He spoke the word of the father entirely and at all times. Uh, I mean, if, if you wonder about that, then take a look at the Gospel of John. Let's go to, to John 12. In John chapter 12, let's look at verses 48. In John chapter 12, verses 48, Jesus is speaking here. And he says, he says this, And he who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me commandment what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Wow. I mean, that was the job of, of the uh, prophet. And Jesus was very, very faithful and obedient. Now, there are other New Testament prophets that we can find uh, previously to the establishment of the church that we find in Acts, uh, Zacharias. You know, Zacharias was an interesting man. And uh, if you look in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, let's turn there a second, Luke chapter 1. If we look uh, there, we find some interesting things there. Uh, remember John the Baptist? I talked about him. His father was Zacharias. And uh, if you read through that first chapter, uh, the angel appears to him and tells him not to be afraid that Elizabeth is going to have a child. And... Uh, uh, tells just exactly he'll turn back the sons of Israel to the Lord their God. That's, that's what the job of John the Baptist was. He'll, he'll be great inside of the Lord. He's a forerunner of him in the spirit, the power of Elijah. The Bible talks about that. And verse 18, Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this for certain? For I'm an old man, my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I've been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you did not believe my words which shall be fulfilled in their proper time. While Zacharias was was kept quiet. I mean, he couldn't speak. Then finally in verse 67, 
When you, when you look at 67 and 68, I mean, all of a sudden, uh, John the Baptist is born, and verse 67, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, and he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. And, and he, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy towards our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. He goes on there. He's prophesying. The father of John the Baptist. And then, of course, in, in Luke, Luke tells us of another man by the name of Simeon. Um, if, you, if you look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verses uh, 25 and 26 and 27 through 35, you find this story that, that there's a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the man was just, he was devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. In other words, for God to bless Israel, the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah or anointed one or the Christ. And so in that second chapter of Luke, we find uh, Simeon that, that he gives testimony when he sees Jesus. Um, it says, verse 27, and he came in the spirit into the temple uh, when his parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law. And he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, thou dost let thy bondservice depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. So he's prophesying. Anna, she was from the tribe of Asher. She was a prophetess. Uh, it's, it's an interesting story. She's great. Uh, she's old. She's of great age, the Bible said. And uh, she had lived seven years uh, with a husband from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years old. She always stayed in the temple. She served God. She fasted. She had prayers day and night. And, uh, and coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all who looked for redemption in Israel. In verse 36 of that second chapter, we find uh, her story. And she says in verse 30, at that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God. What moment was that? When she saw Jesus and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. I mean, 
boom, she is there. And she sees uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And she sees Jesus and she gives testimony. Well, even the high priest Caiaphas made a prophecy. He didn't realize it. But he said uh, in John eleven fifty one, he made this comment. Now, this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. He made that statement. <laughs> it was kind of in uh, a jest, so to speak, but it was a prophecy. And then when we come to the church, there's, there's a whole different type of prophet and prophecy that takes place. The early church did not have the word of God as, as we have. And so there were various miraculous gifts, spiritual gifts that were given by the Holy Spirit to the church because they needed that guidance. And so... Uh, some of the prophet, uh, one was prophet, being a prophet. Uh, now, their gifts were different than uh, being an evangelist or a teacher, but uh, it was one of those gifts that the Holy Spirit had given. And it means speaking forth the mind and counsel of God. Uh, that was one way that it was used. Um, there's, we know that according to Paul that there would be a day when those gifts would no longer um, um, continue. So, in fact, Paul made a, a, a statement that that which is perfect when it comes that all spiritual gifts would cease. And many believe that the special miracle gifts had ceased. Now, my personal view on that is that I believe God does miracles. God can do anything he wants. Um, I have seen some pretty fake spiritual gifts, though. Uh, not done in the way the New Testament described. But my feeling is God can do whatever God wants to do. He is God. Uh, the purpose of the prophecy within the church, uh, since the church was in its beginning states, those prophets were given to give oral instructions. Those instructions are written down in the word of God. We have that word now. And it is inspired teachings that we have. So in the Bible, when you're studying in the book of Acts, in the uh, New Testament, you will find some prophets that were in the church. Uh, Agabus was one. And he had prophesied that there's going to be a plague in Judea. Uh, he also predicted the sufferings of Paul when uh, Paul said he was going to go to Jerusalem 
And they, they begged him not to go because Agabus had seen the sufferings that Paul was going to have and that he would be put in chains. Uh, there were prophets in the church of Antioch uh, in Acts 13. They named those prophets. Uh, we know that they ministered to the Lord. They fasted. Um, it is the Holy Spirit that separated Barnabas and Saul to preach to the Gentiles. And uh, uh, Barsabbas, who was also called Judas, but not the Judas that betrayed Christ. Barsabbas and Silas, uh, they were chief men there in, uh, among the brethren at Jerusalem. Uh, Acts 21 talks about the daughters of Philip. They were prophetess. Even the Apostle Paul was considered in Acts 13.1 one of the prophets in the church in Antioch. And you may remember that Paul had received visions when uh, he was in Troas he looked across the sea and he had a vision of a man from Macedonia and the Macedonian man said, come over here, bring, bring the message of Jesus Christ to us there in Greece. And so Paul did that. Uh, while he's in Corinth, he receives a vision that no harm was going to come to him. That was Acts 18.9. So when he's in a trance in Jerusalem, he was told to leave quickly. And while he was on board a ship, an angel appeared to him in the night, telling them that the ship would be lost, but they wouldn't lose any life. So we find this. Now, the thing is today, there are a lot of people that claim to be prophets. And we have even seen certain religions come out of men who claim to be prophets. And Jesus gave warnings about that. You may see in... Um, the Bible, uh, in Matthew seven fifteen through 20, Jesus said this, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. You know, there's been prophets in our time that have prophesied that the end was going to happen on a particular date. Or even with blood moons. So beware of false prophets during our time. 
Uh, even Paul gave warnings. He, he gave warning in Acts. He said, for I know this, that after my departure, you know, Paul was going to be uh, imprisoned. Savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Uh, also in Timothy 4, 1 through 3, he said this, Now the Spirit expressly, expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits, doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with hot iron, nothing bothers them, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So Paul gives warning about false prophets. We need to heed this. Peter gives warnings. In 2 Peter 2, 1 and 2, he says, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. That's teachings. Doctrine is important, people. Even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Yeah. And all are urged to test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's John, 1 John, and also uh, 1 Corinthians by, written by Paul. And then we have this very little section in our book. It's a couple of sentences. The book of Revelation, the New Testament book of prophecy. The book of Revelation is similar in style and impact to the literally prophets literary prophets of the Old Testament, especially those such as Daniel and Zechariah, who employed uh, apocalyptic literature or language. And it predicts the demise of the Roman Empire and the subsequent victory of the Lord and his church. Well, there's a whole lot more to that. The book of Revelation is all about Jesus. Many times we want to view that book as, well, the end time, the end time, the end time. And, and I realize the end time is in there, but it's about Jesus. And it's about what Jesus will do and how we have no fear of the future because of Jesus. He is our rock. He is our help. He is our fortress. You know, there's, there's a fear that we are going off 
some way to uh, horrible things. And, and I, I agree that the world is going to go through horrible times. But let me tell you something. For those who have Jesus, we have nothing to fear. I mean, whether you want to believe that we may be raptured, we're sealed. We are protected as his children. We definitely are by his side. And he loves us. We're going to take a look at that book of Revelation and we're going to take a study in the book of Revelation and, and just how it goes and enjoy the book. So by studying the book of Revelation, though, we have to study uh, some other portions that help us to interpret the book of Revelation. Uh, Daniel, we didn't get into a whole lot with Daniel too, and I, uh, Daniel helps us understand Revelation. Uh, we need to look at that. Matthew helps us to understand the book of Revelation um, because, uh, by the way, it's not Revelations, okay, it's, it's, not a, it's the revelation of Jesus, who he is. So we're going to, we're going to look at that book. We're going to look at Matthew. We're going to look at Thessalonians. Uh, there's these other scriptures help us to understand the book of Revelation. So I hope that you will join us for that. Uh, I don't know if it will become a podcast, but uh, um, I will be teaching that in class. Um, so, I hope that uh, this study of prophecy and prophets have given you some, some handles to hold on to. As we gain insight into God's word, we gain insight into the mind of God. He helps us to understand what he likes, what he dislikes, that we're all accountable. All nations are accountable to God. Every single one, whether they are believers in him or not. We get to know our magnificent God. Well, thank you for joining us, and hope you have a great week. May God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We hope that you will join us at First Christian Church of Malvern, which is located at 4046 Coral Road, Northwest in Malvern, Ohio. May God bless you and have a great day.